In a work by David Allison, there was a very interesting discussion of three case studies using a diagram to discuss the issues of pastoral care and shifting understandings of one's identity. The first case study was that of a young woman who I believe was given the name uh, Linda. I presume the names were probably changed for uh, the protection of the anonymity of those involved. Uh, Linda was a 23-year-old woman who had recently gone through a tragic divorce and was in a psychiatric unit um, after having encountered uh, terrible, terrible psychoses. A psychosis that had uh, rendered her life filled with a lot of challenges. And as a result, um, there was a deep understanding on the part of those looking at her case study that a lot of this was created because of a separation that she had uh, not only from um, the idealized portrait of a marriage, but also to uh, the loss of an idealized image of what it would be like to have a child. And so she had this idealized image of what these things could have been like. And now they are utterly uh, shattered. And there's the possibility of returning back home with her family and coping with that. And Linda's spirituality was very existential and transcendent, uh, with a lot of focus on the nature of God. She was someone who spoke of a relationship with God, according to the case study, and would speak of uh, the Lord through sharing hymns with uh, fellow uh, members in the psychiatric ward. And there were two other case studies. The other was of an individual by the name of uh, Dani. And Dani was a little less spiritual, a little less existential in his concerns, more practical um, after a uh, traumatic brain injury, his anxiety was about being separated from his son as a single parent uh, that he needed to take care of. And the third individual, Tommy, who had recently gone through a divorce in our case study, uh, is, according to the author here, filled with optimism externally, uh, manifestly, but in a latent sense, filled with seemingly many anxieties going into his surgery. So why is this under the understanding of identity? Well, it's clear that Linda had an idealized identity that was shattered by this harsh experience. And she needed to grow in the idea of acceptance. We see in the life of Danny uh, a need to also grow, although the author didn't directly mention this, in a kind of sense of acceptance of, of the current situation of separation and how that might be bridged with his son very soon. And what one could argue, even in the situation with Tom, when he was filled with this kind of optimism going into the surgery, uh, there might be a sense in which uh, there is, and the author didn't mention this directly, I'm just offering my, my own interpretation here, a sense in which there is a healthy sense of looking with hope towards the future, but there could be a sense in which one is trying to paint over or gloss over a current issue. Uh, and if that is indeed the case through deep discerning, uh, there might be a sense in which there is also a lack of acceptance of what is taking place and the reality of, of the suffering involved. So in that sense, although the word was not mentioned as a keystone for me, the idea of acceptance was an incredible theme of David 
Allison's article for sure and spoke to my understanding of the fact of how messy the situation is pastorally on the ground. Uh, This is not armchair theology. We are dealing with the understandable uh, rage, confusion, and worry of those who are having their own sometimes Golgotha experience. And this was also brought out into the open by uh, uh, Linda Rieg's article on rehabilitation, where Linda Rieg was saying, well, nurses need to have this spiritual training for those in rehabilitation programs because whether they follow, she divides people into a theistic or naturalistic category model. I think there's probably more uh, models in between those and more subtleties, but let's take that up for a moment. She points out that, you know, naturally, after a traumatic experience in which there is the loss of an ability or um, the trauma of surgery, there can be this overwhelming sense where there will be at times rage and confusion and uh, sort of a, a kind of need to transition into the identity of now coping with um, a, a lifelong illness or a lifelong um, physical challenge or some other aspect of their life that they need to now find accompaniment. And of course, there are no assumptions based off of a religious label. Um, there is a distinction between uh, religious uh, denominational identity and one's actual practical spirituality in, in Rieg's work as well. So these are all points that stuck out to me profoundly. Because they illustrate, on my end, the the concept that one's identity is truly challenged, is truly brought into real uh, light, per se, when one is like Jacob in the book of Genesis, who is spending the night near the River Jordan, awaiting uh, a reunion with his brother Esau. And what does he do? He ends up in a wrestling match with God all night long, um, which leads, of course, to the name change from Jacob to Israel, he who wrestles with God. And I think too often uh, we view um, our experience of knowing the Lord or knowing ourselves to be a static event, when in reality it can be, and it often is, um, a, a wrestling match through the sufferings of life, a wrestling match the battles of life. And in that sense, there is a sense in which all of these things occur through the medium of our changing lives. And yet there is uh, an element of constancy there. Uh, We know that we are beloved children of God, made in the image and likeness of God. Uh, From a Christian point of view, I would argue that God gave his life for us on the cross precisely Uh, indicating the kind of radical solidarity and identification with our suffering. Uh, It is God himself who says on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, we could debate all day long that theological meaning, uh, but what we can say is that our infallible, our eternal, our divine, our inerrant Savior, Jesus Christ, Uh, understands what it is to encounter pain. Our God is a God who bleeds. And in that sense, this sense of accompaniment that I've discerned in these readings is uh, profoundly helpful and is certainly going to be assisting me as I prepare for uh, 
programs such as uh, clinical pastoral educational programs, which I'll have to do for seminary. So very excited.